Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your hosts, mother and daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. These shows are brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation and are dedicated to Gloria and Heidi's son and brother, Scott, and to all those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm Dr. Gloria with my co-host. Dr. Heidi. We're happy to have you uh, listen to our show today. We've got a great guest, and uh, we met Lydia at uh, ADAC, didn't we, Heidi? Yes, we met, we met her at the ADAC conference in Kansas City, but I, I also know Lydia because we are on a committee together uh, to prepare for the Miami ADAC conference in 2011. Oh, wow, that should be exciting. Yeah, and it was great to finally meet her because, you know, we've talked on the phone, but I've never seen her face-to-face. So it was nice to touch base and finally put a face of the name. And and also, did you know who put us together with Lahia Heidi? No. Bob Niemeyer. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, Bob Niemeyer is on our board, and he is also someone who's very well-known in the field of grief and loss. And he put me in touch with Lahia, and we appreciate that. And we're going to have a great show today. And uh, Heidi, why don't you talk a little bit about our show today? Okay, um, we are going to be talking about transforming losses, and like I said, we have Lydia Huben on, and she's calling in from Miami, Florida, and Lydia is a certified grief counselor whose personal experiences and those of others tell us that losses are an inevitable part of life's journey. We all endure losses, but Lydia shows us how to transform these losses into a growing experience. She teaches death and dying at Florida International University and presents workshops and seminars. And Lydia is the author of the book, Transform Your Loss, Your Guide to Strength and Hope. And welcome to our show, Lydia. Thank you so much, Heidi, and thank you, Gloria. It so is a pleasure it's to be great, here. It's great to have you on, and, and what a wonderful book you've written. And I know it's also, we want to tell our Spanish-speaking uh, people that it's also uh, in Spanish, correct? Yes, that is correct. I was very interested in your book. There's a place in there where you talk about evaluating losses. And and I think that uh, you had quite a few questions to ask people about evaluating their losses. And I, I think this is important to evaluate your loss in the first place. I mean, when you're ready to make a change. And you know, Lahia, I think that when people listen to the radio show and go to our website, they're at a point where they're thinking about making a change and, and opening themselves up to hope. So I think it's good to, uh, to you know, check and evaluate. Don't you, do you think that's important for people to take a look? Yes, I think that is very important. And that is why, actually, Gloria and Heidi, I find so meaningful your, your site, your page, and the name, Open Hope. Because, as we know, when we face a loss, it is so difficult at times when we face it, you know, uh, at the beginning to keep that hope or to have hope. But so that is very, uh, it gives you a direction. It gives you some way to continue on a process. And I think that the first thing is to evaluate our loss. Where are we? Because sometimes we don't acknowledge our losses. So I believe Evaluating our losses is a way to become aware of what losses we are experiencing and where, where we are in the grieving process. Because, you know, when we experience a loss, sometimes we also have other losses, Gloria, that we don't acknowledge or are aware of. 
So when we do an evaluation, and I, you know, I do that with my clients, like either history of losses or an evaluation. How is that loss manifesting, you know, being manifested in the different dimensions of the person? Because I tend to see the person in four different dimensions, which are the, you know, the physical, the social, the spiritual, and the emotional. So how this loss is being manifested on each of these dimensions. That's great. And and for people getting your book, you, you really have some interesting things like um, you ask, um, I do not believe in support groups, wh- whether people do or they don't. Everyone else is happy. You say, if I occupy my time, I do not need to think about my loss. Just uh, all sorts of little statements that really triggered a lot for me of, of, you know, going deep and thinking about evaluating the loss. And and also one of the things that you talk about in Transforming Your Loss, which I thought was really interesting because you have in your book, Take a Moment of Reflection. And in one of the moments you say, have I learned anything from this loss? which I found really an intriguing question because we never, we seldom think of, of learning or, you know, any kind of growth from loss. Exactly. And sometimes when we face it, you know, we cannot find a way how we're going to do that. But if we take the moment and take the pause and reflect on that, so maybe we can go deeper because when it is painful, we don't want to go to that place. But that's why I wanted to, you know, to insert those moments of reflections that I call them so people can really go deeper into their grieving process, no? And I want to add something regarding the evaluation because I don't know if you noticed, maybe you did, that at the beginning of the book, there is that evaluation. And then at the end of the book, there is the same evaluation. So they are, it's the same questionnaire, one at the beginning and one at the end. And my purpose with that was to see if once a person starts reading the book, you know, they have these ideas or assumptions about a loss, and then after they read the book, maybe some of them have been changed or transformed, as we call it. Right. So that was mm-hmm. the purpose of, you know, including both. That's great. Well, I one of the things that you talk about a little bit are some uh, types of losses. And, and it seemed to me that this is pretty important in thinking about transforming them because I was thinking that we've been through some losses in our lives and we've negotiated them successfully. And because we didn't see them as exactly losses, uh, I don't think that we realize that we're maybe more resilient and can transform them. For instance, you talk about some kind of losses uh, are losing one's country or loss of friends or, you know, and I remember I moved when I was 14 and, and Heidi moved from a special school that she liked and we, tr- and we made those uh, moves successfully. So, you know, I, I would think that... Or, or initially, well, initially I actually didn't make the move successfully. I have to say, <laughs> but over time, I, I, you know, kind of grieved that loss and moved towards hope. It was a process. But, but realizing that there are, are some things when, you know, that we do have loss and recovery. So um, I, I thought it was interesting because you're in Florida, uh, Lujia, and I'm sure many people have lost their country, right? As far as Cuba or whatever. 
Yes, yes, and uh, and that is you know some some of the losses you know we're going to be covering another book that will come uh, you know maybe next year you know God's will, and one of the losses and it's about Hispanics and losses it's loss of a homeland you know mm-hmm. I am from Nicaragua and but there are many many people living in Miami you know Cuba Nicaragua you know from so many Latin American countries and that's one if one doesn't process that loss. First, to acknowledge it, you know, accept it, and then to process it. Sometimes people cannot move on. Like, they cannot adjust to a new culture or even see new opportunities. Because they and I'm thinking, Lydia, when you, meet, when you move to a new country, it's almost an assault on all your senses. Because I'm thinking about when I adopted my daughter from China in 2006, and she was 13 months. She moved here, and all of a sudden, the people looked different, the smells were different, the language was different, the food tasted different. All your, all your senses are kind of going through a loss at the same time. It's an interesting thought about everything that you're losing when you move to a different country. It's, it's pretty big. Yeah, thank you for bringing that, because that has to do also, Heidi, with loss of identity. Mm-hmm. Loss of identity, our cultural values, our traditions, you know, speaking the other language, you know, and sometimes right. when we're talking, you want to say something that is in your, your native language, you want to say <laughs> it, but it doesn't come, the word, you know. So, and that has to do a lot uh, when people go to therapy because, mm-hmm. you know, the, and as they say that, and I believe that we grieve in our native language. Oh, when, what an interesting yeah, thought. Yeah. Yes. And when we cannot communicate, and sometimes we know that it's hard by itself to express grief verbally, even more so in another language. That's interesting. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, what a what a challenge. Well, it's time for us to go to break. And when we come back from break, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the principles that you have in the book for dealing with loss and transforming it. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. You're listening to the Open to Hope show, brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation. Please stay tuned for more. Welcome back to the Open to Hope Show. This is Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here with my mom, Dr. Gloria Horsley, and we're talking today with Lydia Huben, who lives in Miami, Florida, and she is the author of the book, Transform Your Life, Your I'm sorry, Transform Your Loss, Your Guide to Strength and Hope. Welcome back to the show, Lydia and Gloria. Thanks, Thank Heidi. Thank you. Well, this is a wonderful book, and you can go to Lydia's uh, website, and it is Lydia Huben. L-I-G-I-A-H-O-U-B-E-N. Is that right, Lahia? Yes, that is right. Okay, great. And you can go to... And I love her her website, Mom, because it's all done in like these oranges and yellows. And and at the top it says, My Meaningful Life. And there's a bird flying over that in the sun. It's it's really... it's It's a beautiful website. Oh, thank you, Heidi. 
Now, uh, we talked a little bit. You have some principles in the book uh, about uh, dealing with loss and transforming your loss. And I think we talked a little bit about accept your loss. And then you say, lift your, uh, live your grief, go deeper into spiritual moments of reflection and meditation. And I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about rituals because Heidi and I really were interested in, in some of the rituals you had in the book and creating your own rituals. You don't have a huge number of rituals, but what we loved, Leah, was the candles that you had different color candles and you were talking about um if you have health issues you can have uh, different candles for different colors right yes and you know it has to do with what the person wants to do you know with a ritual because sometimes when you tell people that they can do a ritual they do not understand maybe at first instance instance but if you do it with them or you tell them how to do it and with the candle, you know, different colors. And you know that it has to do a lot, you know, with the colors and what they bring to you. And I love the the color white because that brings peace. And, and, you know, people love that. But also the violet, you know, and the light blue. So you find all these colors that can bring peace to you. And, you know, also when they light in a candle next to the picture of the person, you know, the loved one who has died, that is also very meaningful to them because it is a space, you know, it's a very intimate space for them. And you also talk about getting a couple of drops of lavender oil and rubbing them into your temples. Mm, I love that. Yes, do you know that that is that is something that I do because um, I do guided meditation. My guided meditation CD is in Spanish. And I do one-on-one meditation here at my office. And I also use the lavender, you know, the oil. And Mm -hmm. people really get, you know, they get really relaxed with that. Uh Yeah. So I highly suggest people, you know, in order to be calm, you know, uh-huh. I think I think that's a wonderful wonderful idea. Well, I do too and di- and different smells change the way we feel. If you and, and oils and and as you know, Leah, which is why you probably chose lavender because lavender doesn't it make us calm? Mm. Yes, it does. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. It's amazing. It's 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 magic. You know, it's incredible how, you know, it influences the mood of the person immediately. Uh-huh. It does. And at night I always put coconut cream all over my hands. Mm-hmm. And it seems really strange right before I go to bed, and, and I can smell it all night, and it smells mm-hmm. so good, and it makes me feel good just to have that scent. Very and, powerful. Yes, and I love that, Heidi, that you are mentioning. It seems that you are very, very much into integrating the senses because mm-hmm. you, you said it before with the loss of a uh, homeland, and you bring it now, and yes, because we integrate all our senses. You know, when we are going, it's, you know, it's like treating the person in a holistic manner, you know, when we include all the senses. Well, one of the things you also talk about, which I really uh, resonate with, and I know the Dalai Lama, I think, actually wrote a book about it, but is that uh, practice happiness. Even if you're not feeling happy, practice it. I mean, find someplace. Yes, and because I believe that uh, even in the midst of, of pain, no, of losses, of crisis, there's, and I always say this to people, always there's something to be grateful for, if this is a small one, but to be grateful for. And if we choose to focus more on the things that we have, that we still have despite of a big loss, instead of be, you know, uh, focusing on what we don't have, then 
we would be more grateful and more happy as well. You know, and we can even maybe, if it is too difficult, then to set a time. You know, an hour a day, I will be happy if it is too difficult at the beginning. You know, so just to choose things that make you happy. Talk to people that make you happy. Play music, read a book, go for a walk. But things that make you happy at least for an hour. So that, and, you know, and if an hour is too much, I would say do it for five minutes and then uh-huh. increase it every day. So Wonderful. you get there. And, you know, one thing you can do in the morning, I'm always telling people, because, you know, it's hard to, to know what you're, to have anything you're grateful for after somebody that you love dies. But mm-hmm. even if you just wake up in the morning and if you open your eyes and you can see, you can, you can be grateful that your eyes, that your eyes worked or that if, you're, if you stand, you can be grateful that your feet worked. It can be something that small at yeah. the beginning. Beautiful, yes, exactly, definitely, yeah. And uh, Heidi, it was reminding me, we were talking about um, maybe a, a Reverend Ritter, I believe it was, that we had on the show, wonderful show, where he said, if you can't do it for yourself, find one other person that you can do it for. So maybe you have to find one person that you can be happy for for just a minute. That's a good point. Yeah, if yeah. You, if that's you can't, a good point. if you can't do it for yourself, because sometimes, uh, Lugia, don't you think that we uh, are kind of uh, well? I want to say ashamed to be happy if somebody's died. We're supposed to be sad all the time. You feel guilty. Yes, yes, I see that. You know, I have seen that also in you know some clients when they are they are starting to feel better again, to feel happy, you know, to enjoy different. Uh, you know, circumstances that they, or activities that they engage into, and they sometimes feel that. They feel guilty. I shouldn't be laughing or smiling so much now because my loved one died. So, yes, that is a way of also dealing with those those feelings. So, as Heidi said, you know, little by little, just little by little, because, again, it is a process. So if you had one piece of advice for someone as far as transforming their losses, where would you say for me to start? Or, you know, if I've just had a a huge loss, what would you suggest to me? What I would say, Gloria, is the first principle, that is accept your loss. And not in a passive way, but in an active way. Because the moment you accept what has happened in an active manner, you can do something about it. Because if you stay in a denial, you know, in a denial stage that it hasn't happened to you, you will stay there. But if you go to the acceptance and you start appreciating things, and even when, when we lose someone, and you know I wrote this book because I lost my dad when I was 12, mm-hmm. and when we lose someone, then even appreciating having had that person in your life. And that is beautiful because when we lose someone, physically the person is no longer with us, but in our hearts and in our minds, they stay forever. Ah, Lucia, that's beautiful. And, and thank you so much for being on the show today. And it, it's such a pleasure to know you. And I'm going to look forward to the articles you're going to write for the Open to Hope Foundation. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Gloria. Thank you so much, Heidi. Thank you. And I want you know to commend you both with, for a beautiful, beautiful mission you are carrying on. And it's really an honor you know, to be in the show and to, to know you both. Thank you. Thanks, Lydia. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. And thank you for helping people transform their losses. Thank you so much, Heidi.
Okay, thanks, Lohia. That was great, and it was so much fun meeting you. Uh, you've been listening to the Open to Hope show, and Heidi and I would just want to remind you before you close that you need not walk alone. We're here for you every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. If you have found this show to be helpful, you may visit us at opentohope.com, where you can become a part of our caring community by signing up for Facebook, Twitter, and the Open to Hope Foundation newsletter. Thanks for listening and tune in again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time.